accomplish the big goals and dreams we have as entrepreneurs. It doesn't matter whether it's a seven-figure business, eight-figure business, nine-figure business. The key to, to not getting burned out, the key to enjoying the journey is making sure that we're self-first, not self-ish. We're on a mission. We're going to find and uncover the smartest, most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Explore their highs, their lows, and how they ultimately mastered the game. I'm Martin Cook, and I'm excited to welcome you to the Smarter Destiny podcast. I'm grateful for you and your time. Now let's level up together. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Smarter Destiny podcast, where today we have my special friend, Luke Wren, the founder of The Unbalanced Entrepreneur. Luke is a phenomenal guy. You can tell that because we've been on call now for about 40 minutes before I actually hit record. So that's because the guy is interesting and has done a lot with a lot of well-known people who you will definitely know. Let's get into it. So first off, Luke's first book is coming out soon. It's The Unbalanced Entrepreneur. And by soon, I mean Q4 2021, folks, because we don't know when this episode is gonna come out. So Q4 2021, make sure you type that into the Amazon. But Luke helps entrepreneurs find their rhythm, cut through the bullshit, and just generally be the best version of themselves. He does that through coaching, masterminds, one-on-ones, as well as stages of which he has spoken internationally, y'all, not just North America, which is a little bit of a testament. By the way, I should talk about those stages a little bit more. Luke has shared stages with the likes of Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, Jesse Itzler, and many more people that you have definitely heard of in everything, right? In, in their audio books, their real books, and you've heard them speaking. Luke just, you know, he's on the stages with those guys, rubbing shoulder to shoulder, whatever the expression is, and just generally making people more successful. That's Luke. That's Luke in a one minute, and we're about to get into it with him live on this call. So without further ado, let's get into it. Luke, how's it going? Excellent, excellent. Thank you for having me, Martin. How's everybody doing? I think everybody's gonna be doing excited right now. They're gonna be doing (laughs) excited. Luke, whereabouts in the world are you right now? I'm in Sarasota, Florida. I kind of split time between here and Corona Del Mar, California. Beautiful. So you you just do coasts, really? Just yeah, I like the water. <laughs> the, the extreme <laughs> perimeters of your country, like yeah, you you're like a like a tiger rattling the edges of their cage and not spending a lot of time in the middle. I love that. So guys and girls who aren't watching the video version of this episode, possibly because we haven't put it on YouTube yet, but possibly because you're just listening to it, and that's where most of our listens happen. Luke is a giant of a man, fighting fit, doing hellish kind of physical exertion competitions for fun and uh recently he did something called hell on the hill what is that luke uh hell on the hill is you'd mentioned jesse itzler before for those of you that don't know jesse itzler definitely check him out him and his wife sarah blakely you know jesse created exojets and sold it to warren buffett created zika water and sold it to coca-cola his wife uh sarah blakely invented spanx and you know is a self-made billionaire the two of them are now part owners of nba teams uh, the Atlanta Hawks, really two crazy and uh, incredibly successful, but humble and authentic individuals. And what they do is Jesse started America's largest backyard race about seven years ago. And he just started it for fun that he had this hill in the backyard of his home in New Fairfield, Connecticut, that was literally 38 de- degree incline. And he thought, well, why not? Let's just have our close friends over, have a few people sign up. 
and we'll do this backyard race to try and do a hundred laps up and down this hill, which you think a hundred laps up and down hill seems pretty easy. There's a four hour cutoff time. And once you get on about lap two, you realize why they call it hell on the hill. So what this is now grown to in seven years is this was the seventh year and um, it's, it's personal invite only. And they have about a hundred people and you stay at their home with them in New Fairfield, Connecticut with Jesse and Sarah. And it's two days of just networking and fun with some really cool epic individuals. Um, just, just a great group of individuals there. And there's about 5,000 people on a wait list to get in. And I'd done Camp BYLR with Jesse, uh, his event in November of last year. And then I saw him, I run Life and Wealth Mastery for Tony Robbins, a seven day event that I run in Fiji in the United States for him. Uh, pre-COVID, we just did the virtual one at Tony's studio in uh, West Palm Beach. But when we did the 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 Life Mastery virtual with over 2,000 people worldwide, we uh, Tony had asked Jesse to come in and start off the event with a cold plunge. So Jesse was there for the cold plunge. We did a cold plunge together, froze our butts off, and and talked about the benefits of cold plunge to kick off Life Mastery with an experience. And uh, when he left, he's like, Luke, you should come to Hell on the Hill with me. I, I didn't really pay much attention to what it was. I said, sure, I'll be there. And uh, then, I, then I looked it up, what's hell on the hill? I'm like, this looks like it's gonna hurt, right? If you can tell, if you're watching the video of this podcast, I, I, I'm 6'2", 240 pounds. I'm not built like a gazelle or a runner, right? And uh, most of the people that decide to run up hills or do endurance challenges usually uh, have done them before. And I just love to challenge my mind, my body, my spirit. And the only way to get to that is to exhaust your physical. So. I showed up and I'll tell you what, about halfway through, Martin, you're, you're, you're looking at the clock and you're trying to pace yourself because it wasn't, you'd think the uphill would have been the hard part, but it actually requires more energy and it's harder on your joints and your feet, right? I got, I had blood blisters, the size of like two inch diameter blood blister on the forefoot of my left foot. I got one on the arch of my right foot and the tips of two of my toes. So then I took my shoes off, but then my skin ripped because the, the grass was so, you know, catching your skin. So then I had to put the, the blood blistered, ripped up uh, feet back in the shoes and you get halfway through, you're looking at the clock, you go, okay, I got, I got two hours and I got 48 more laps left. And you're going, I don't feel that good. And that's where you realize like all entrepreneurs already know, is you know, you work with high level seven, eight, nine figure entrepreneurs. It's all about the mindset. It's a mind game. And it's just refocusing like, hey, I feel great. I'll never quit. You just block out that your feet hurt. You're just going, I'm going to finish. And you just keep going. And then I remember I got to an hour left. And it was actually 58 minutes. I looked at the clock and I'm like, I got 25 laps left and it's 58 minutes left. There is no more time to slow down. Like I got to keep a pace of two minute round no matter what. And, and you get done and you go, you know, I remember going up to Jesse and I go, Jesse, the, the title for this event is perfect. Because nowhere in the last four hours did I think about heaven unless it was going to die. But it felt like hell the majority of the time. And then you laugh about it. And, you know, we, we, we sat and had a couple of drinks and, and everybody had fun. And we went on to the boat because it's two days of amazing networking. But it's amazing. I would, I would encourage any entrepreneur listening to this that when we really push our bodies, regardless of where you are physically, when we push our bodies beyond the comfort zone of what they're used to, we really give ourselves the opportunity to build another level of mental, emotional, and spiritual muscle, which is the most important for when the hard times or curveballs come in life or in our businesses as, as an entrepreneur. 
it's phenomenal. And so the, the way we normally kick off this show, Luke, is we normally kick off with an origin story, but I just felt like it's so important to get to the guests, the kind of things that you're doing for fun, right? The kind of the kind of mental tests that 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 come in your in your I mean, let's say social life, because it's so important and so applicable to business world that it needs to be mentioned. And so segueing from that, hell on the hill. <laughs> and the, the two inch diameter blisters segueing from that where did it all begin from you can you think back to a point which really serves as your kicking off um story your origin story as an entrepreneur and if so could you take us back to that time and uh paint us a word picture yeah there, there's a couple points but one that really sticks in particular uh that i'll share i mean i remember I grew up in a small town. And when I say small town, I don't mean like 10,000. I mean like 350 people, right? And I grew from grew up from very humble beginnings. I mean, we had a dirt floor in one of the rooms in our basement and uh, train tracks in the backyard. But, you know, I, I was very fortunate to grow up rich in love and poor in money, but then watched my father work harder throughout time and build a better life. And I remember I had my first job when I was seven years old. I was spending so much time in the principal's office, I figured I might as well mow his lawn. He was like, Luke, you're always in here. You want to you want to find something to do this weekend? Why don't you come mow my lawn? And I remember my first job was I got paid 20 bucks to mow Kurt Levine's lawn. And I still stay in touch with him today. And he follows me on social media now, probably wonders, wow, it turned out pretty good for as much time as he spent in my office. And 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 then I had numerous jobs between then. Going growing up in a small town, it's all about work ethic. I was in the Midwest and and it was just always, I'm gonna be the hardest worker in the room. But when I was 19 years old. It was right when I turned 19. I uh, had many different jobs, working in the field, hay baling hay, washing dishes, cooking, and then painting. And I remember I was making $8 an hour cash as a painter, right? And there was a day that we would get up at five o'clock in the morning, we'd meet, we'd drive, drive to the job site and be painting. And there was a time that an invoice was left out. And I looked at it, you know, it was, I wasn't like snooping, it was just right there. And I looked down at it and I realized the margin that, that the person I was working for, Pettit Painting, that they're going, he's paying me eight bucks an hour and he's charging 24 bucks an hour. I want that deal. And the next month I took out a loan. I bought a truck. I'm still in college. Uh, and, and I bought a truck. I bought a ladder, got some sprayers. I hired a good friend of mine, Brent, and my brother, Wes. And within 30 days, I was full of jobs by picking a couple of houses that were highly visible and needed a paint job. And I went to him and I said, your house needs a paint job. I didn't even have to market. I just got creative. And then I said, but I need to put a sign in the front yard that needs to be there for two weeks, my phone number. I couldn't do that anymore because I only had the summer to do it in. And um, when it, by the time I did that over two weeks, the whole summer was booked. But I remember... It was literally a few weeks after I started this business, I showed up to a job site, got the workers going, and I said, hey, I'm gonna go bid jobs. I have my golf clubs. I'm not that good of a golfer, but I thought, how cool if I could get them working and I could go golfing? And I put my golf clubs in the back and I had a big dirty drop cloth over it. I had a bag of clothes back there, so I showed up in my painter clothes, met with the owner of the house, got the, got the team working, and I went golfing and had the best 18 holes of solitude on a golf course with a buddy. And then I went and bid two more jobs, got those. And I showed back and I'm like, this is where I'm never going to have a job again. 19 years old. I'm like, I, 
although I'm the hardest worker in the room, now that I know what I know, I would be a terrible employee. And I learned the power of time leverage and building a team and adding value, doing the little things, even though it was such a simple company of paint, painting houses, right? But doing the little things, doing a walk around with the people when you're done. Hey, is there anything you're unhappy with? Here's my card. If there's anything you need touched up or fixed the next 12 months or beyond, just give us a call. And, and, and really how you can go, well, why would I want to work for somebody else when I can work for myself and build a team of people to do something well at a high level and do it better than anybody else in the space? And, and uh, just very fortunate to have that lesson at 19. But prior to that, as all entrepreneurs out there listening to this know, is it still requires work. You know, I think, I think the, the one thing that I hear nowadays is, oh, I, I must, be, must be nice. I, I must be nice. And I'm like, well, it's so nice. Just go do it. Because entrepreneurship, having your own business is the only thing that the longer you stay in it, the better chance you have of going out of it, right? The, the longer you stay in business, the better chance you have of going out of business. Because we know that 98% of businesses long-term go out of business. So it has to be a true passion and understand that it's, it's, a, it's a mindset thing. I believe in being an entrepreneur. It's not, hey, let's go, let's go be an entrepreneur and have our own business so we have more money and more free time. Eventually you will, but it requires some grit in there to get it done. Phenomenal. And, and I, I, I love a good origin story. And um, th this one doesn't disappoint. And I, I, I note that once again, so many of our guests have some kind of sales in their background, in their origin story. And it's, it's, it's just so important to, for, for that to be in the DNA for entrepreneurs, because I don't mean necessarily selling, but like just selling yourself and selling your services. It's such an important skill. But what I note from that is, you know, you're you're the 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 founder of a painting decoration business here with 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 staff. But right now, here you are. You're you're an educator and a coach. You're 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 helping mold entrepreneurs and get them through to to the next stage, right? Get out of the way of themselves and become more balanced, right? Um, mm -hmm. At what point in your in your journey did you begin to recognize that actually coaching is more where you're at and where you need to be? Yeah. Um, when I was seven, uh, I watched the first seven years of my life. I watched my grandfather battle cancer. And when he passed away, he said, Lucas, he squeezed my hand. I can still feel him to this day. And he said, Lucas, you don't have, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And at seven, I became just so passionate. I remember I went out and bought a born, born in the USA cassette tape that might date me a little bit. That's the thing you had to put in this thing called a Walkman. We couldn't just hit a button on our phone and play every song in the world. And and a Jack O'Lane, the father of modern day fitness, um, chair workout book. And I started working out. I started at seven, literally going around to everybody trying to help coach them in health. And so my coaching started at a very young age that I wanted to help everybody in health. And that's what I went to school for. I got a degree in sport and exercise management with a minor in business. Um, in sport and exercise management, which is a major of exercise physiology, excuse me, with a minor in business. And then I was only three credits away from a psychology degree because I always wanted to know what drove people? Why do we do what we do? I wanted to understand people. And, um, and so I came across Tony Robbins audio personal power when I was 17 years old. And I remember I put that first cassette in and for three days, I didn't stop listening. It was like every open moment I was listening and just spoke to me. Like the only way to be reasonable is completely unreasonable. And everybody was always telling me I was crazy. You're working too hard. You're driven too much. Like you got too much energy. Like I didn't know that that's, 
I mean, tell me the negative side of having too much energy. I can tell you the negative side of not having enough, but it was like, it just spoke to me. And, and so then I just started sharing that. I just wanted to help people win. And I look at what I do today. People go, well, what are you about? I'm like, I'm about helping somebody get from where they are to where they want to go as quickly as possible, but enjoying the ride along the way. Cause I've seen people get there and forget about the journey and they get to the destination. They go, that's it. I've done that myself as an entrepreneur. And that's why, you know, as I started my first business at 19, my next major business where I really developed that coaching muscle was between that 19 to 26, where I first had my multiple health club chain. And, and at 19, you know, when I was in the health clubs, uh, everybody else was signing up people, uh, signing up memberships at, uh, you know, one at a time calling people. And as I was running my painting company, I also worked part-time at a health club because like, I was like, I want to get ahead. I know what I want to do. I want to have my own health club by age 30. And I was, I was underestimating. I was like, I should have said by 20, you know, cause I took, I did my first health club. I purchased at 26. But when I worked in those health clubs where I got the speaking and coaching muscle built for more than just fitness was I went out and I said, why don't I talk to multiple people at once? And I called businesses and offered to do lunch and learns 30 minute keynotes on health, on energy, on prevention, whatever they wanted on culture. And so I started doing different topics. They go, Oh, we don't want to help. How about culture? Healthy culture means more production, more profits. Are you into production and profits? And so I learned the language of business more by doing this. And I was speaking five days a week, every lunch hour. And most times I would sign up as much as the other salespeople combined in that 30 minutes. I would sign up in 30 minutes what the rest of the team sales team did all week long because I would just bring memberships with me and I'd be like, hey guys, do I really need to take you to the health club to tell you what a treadmill is? To tell you what some free weights are? You already know. The big decision today is, are you gonna move forward in your health? Because until you make a decision, nothing happens. Who would like to get started or who would like to stay stuck where you're at? And then everybody, you know, one would raise their hand then another would raise their hand. I'd come back with a pile of changed lives and be like, what you guys been doing all day? And then I continue to do those calls, like you said, because sales is the lifeblood of, of a business. Nothing happens until sale happens. You don't have a business. If you don't have people selling, you're great product or service. And um, that's where I developed that group coaching muscle. And then when, uh, as I was going to college, I also did, uh, uh, they were called initials at America's Fitness. And it was like, everybody blew them off. And they go, oh, they're terrible. We can't get people to show up. And I was like, why? You're helping them change their lives. So what I did is initials were when you join a health club and they take you through an orientation type thing mm -hmm. and they show you like these eight machines or whatever. And I, I would, I would start doing these. And after two weeks, I was booked. Five people was the max we could do. Doing them all at one time. After college wrestling practice, I'd go at six o'clock and I'd do four of these a night, four nights a week for two years. And I would show up and I'd be like, hey, I'm gonna show you eight machines tonight. That isn't gonna change your life, you are. And what I called it was, I was Tony robbins the shit out of people. I was taking what I was learning in self-development, not just from Tony, whether it was Zig Ziglar, whether it was Jim Rohn, whether it was Les Brown, whether it was Joel Osteen, whatever, I became obsessed about personal growth, personal development. And I said, this is about what you do outside of here as well. This is about how you show up in your life. And I focused on the person, not the workout. And that started building a muscle of understanding people and I would discover what really drove them, what, why they weren't successful for, what would make them successful, what they had to overcome, what they were avoiding. 
And building that muscle through, you know, speaking that often, doing those initials, I look at people go, well, how did you build that certainty? It's repetition, right? We've all heard it. Repetition is the skill to mastery, but so many people want it to happen overnight. And every great entrepreneur knows that people go, oh, it must be nice. They forgot the years of hard work that led up to that moment that things shifted or that business hit or that exit happened. That's phenomenal. And, and you're absolutely, absolutely right. It's about repetition. And um, I mean, even in my book, I'm talking about 1% secret, right? No one gets yep. fat by eating a burger once, right? You get you get fat by eating a burger every day, right? In the same way, no one gets thin or fit or healthy, right? By hitting the treadmill <laughs> once, okay? And, and it, it's about repetition. It's about building up habits. It's um, I've certainly spent um, a good portion of my career on on personal development, optimizing things like sleep habits, compound effects, 80-20 rules, um, morning routines, putting on your body armor, as I call it, and, and, and all of the things in between. And certainly, as everybody listening to the show would know, nootropics, right, is, is, is a huge space for me in the brain and untap and, and get, delving Absolutely. into the untapped potential. You talked about um, routine there. And... And and I think you've got such a great origin story. I mean, I mean it's tragic, but it but it obviously served you well. The 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 story of your of your your granddad and holding your hand at age seven and and the the impact that had on you of the importance of health. Right now, mm -hmm. um, I would say this: the I'm I'm not alone when I talk as an entrepreneur who is uh you know uh, has a full schedule, full life, full family, right? And sometimes things which, well, certainly things which don't get booked into the calendar don't happen. But like sometimes the you're too busy serving everybody else, making sure that you bring value to everybody else that you you forget your own things sometimes. And certainly one of the things um, that I would say is fighting a sort of inbuilt, almost like a feeling of selfishness, right? Like scheduling in something even like me time into the calendar. Like that feels selfish. Like what are you talking about, right? It's your world, but it can feel like that. You've hit on um, repetition as being a, a key way to to build habits, right? I, th I think yep. really is what we're doing, right? It's build repetition is how you build habits, both both healthy and un unhealthy. How do you approach with your students habit formation, uh, visualization, getting them to the point where carrot or stick, they're motivated to to run the hundred up and down the hills, you know, whatever you want to call it, right? But achieve that, um, we'll start with health, goal, mm. they know that it will help them. They know that they'll feel better for it. They know that, that things will follow from that, but it's still whatever blocking in, at the beginning. How do you help them overcome that? Long question. Well, might be the longest question I've ever yeah. asked. No, it, it, I'll break it down for you. Number one is helping a person understand you're exactly where you need to be to get to where you want to go. I think it's so easy for anyone, but especially achievers, entrepreneurs, and leaders, all the people that are listening to this podcast and in your audience, is you all can think of a time where you thought you should be making more, you should have achieved more, you should have done more by a certain age, usually when you hit a birthday with a zero on it. And, and if we make where we're at wrong, it's really tough to get to where we want to go. So sometimes if health isn't natural to somebody, they think, oh gosh, you know, how did I let this go? I don't have the time. And I really have a simple five-step process that removes it from us. And we go, how do we get a bird's eye view of what's going on in our life? Because as an entrepreneur, as a, as a leader, as an achiever, we can become obsessed about our purpose 
and we can let the foundation or we can put ourselves last. And I love when I was talking to Pitbull, Pitbull said, you know, he's got so many incredible songs, but most people don't realize Pitbull is very deep thought and very into self-development, right? His mom listened to Tony Robbins when he was a kid in the car. That's how he got exposed. And he said, Luke, it's not selfish. It's self first. I want everyone to hear me out there. You cannot give what you do not have. You cannot give what you do not have. If we don't give ourselves self-love, self-care, health time, good nutrition, resets. What I mean by resets, this is one of the most powerful things. I'll share my four R's in a minute, but I'll stay on task with this question right now. But I'll share my four R's about how do we build that energy that as an entrepreneur, we can go and go and go so we do not burn out, that we find a rhythm that works for us and see if we... If we remove ourselves and we go from a bird's eye view and we look at this exercise that called circle of life. I remember first getting this from Bob Green when he worked with Oprah and, and I developed my own circle of life, but in my circle of life, there's this center part of it that I call the cream filling of the donut. And that's called self-love self-care. And if we really want to accomplish the big goals and dreams we have as entrepreneurs, it doesn't matter whether it's a seven figure business, eight figure business, nine figure business, the key to, to not getting burned out, the key to enjoying the journey is making sure that we're self first, not selfish. Because to me, it would be selfish, put everybody else first, so that eventually your batteries are dead, your tank is empty, your tires are blown, and you feel you can't go on. That you've accomplished a lot, you've made a lot, but you feel miserable. Because there's a science of achievement and there's the art of fulfillment. And to feel fulfilled, we got to feel good about us, not just what we're doing. So it's it's really, we take a look at that, that, that wheel and where most entrepreneurs that I work with, like I call it the unbalanced entrepreneur, because think about it, everybody right now in your head, you're thinking, oh yeah, there's, there's moments I'm unbalanced and I'm sick of people telling me to find more balance, right? And balance is an illusion, right? If you think of a teeter-totter or a seesaw, it's when you were balanced, that was boring. The part that made the teeter-totter seesaw fun was the ups and the downs. What makes you enjoy the ups is the downs. What gets you excited about the down is you know there's another up. It's the contrast of life, the yin and the yang. If we didn't have a bad day, we wouldn't appreciate the great day. If we didn't have a terrible day, we couldn't appreciate the extraordinary day. And if you're in the hospital, balance means flatline, you're dead. What means you're vital and alive is that little up and down thing. And so... It's our goal to go, how do we look at the big picture and look at that wheel of life and we focus on the fundamental foundation first, you. Self-love, self-care. Then we go into spirit, that inner energy that you can't describe but we need to take care of. And then you get into emotional health and physical health and relationships, time. And you, you keep building around that. But you look at the wheel and you go, where do I need work? Because where can I, where can I find a better rhythm to, to make that wheel roll? A little better so there's not an imbalance in the wheel because if if, if if one category is a two and the rest are all eight you hit that two it'll derail the other eight areas so you want to make sure that we find the imbalance and we go what what action what one thing can we take there that isn't going to make it a 10 right away but it's going to focus on where we need to focus to grow that category so we have a rhythm and we all need to sing our own song not worry about what somebody else thinks our schedule should be not compare ourselves to other people, which is really easy to do now in social media, not worry about somebody else's judgment, 
but go, what rhythm works for me? And that's a discovery and a development over time with this process. And then we, then we go, okay, what actions do I need to take? And then I take people through a simple, what I call setup for success. Because what I found for myself and for almost everybody I work with, most entrepreneurs aren't really good at going, okay, how do I schedule properly? How do I organize my time well? And that's a journey. But how most entrepreneurs I work with are really good at going, tell me your top three goals of the year. Tell me your vision, right? And then let's break it down into what are your top three outcomes for the week? What's your top one to three outcomes per day? Most importantly, what is, what is the reason why you're doing this week? Why does this week matter? The emotional fuel, emotion creates motion. That's what gets us to go. And then there's one final question on that setup for success that I would write this down. I don't care if you're driving, pull over, write this down. This one's good. Is if this were my last week, would I be proud of it? See, I think it's so easy for us to get so busy as an entrepreneur, as a leader, as an achiever, that we can get going and going and doing and doing and busy and busy. But if we look at our week consciously, that set up for success, we set our week up for success. And we just do it by saying, what are the outcomes? Not the tasks. The tasks will always get done. If they don't, somebody else will do them or you can delete them. Do it, delegate it or delete it. But the thing is, most people forget the why, but then also the check mark is, we don't know when our time's up. And I don't mean to sound morbid to everybody out there, but let me tell you something. If you don't respect death, you're not living life. We could be gone like that. Today could be our last day. That's what motivates me every day. That's what drives me to help entrepreneurs enjoy the ride. Not just get the achievement because we all know what it feels like, myself included, when you accomplish something you never thought you could, you accomplish it and you go, that's it. And that's where we realize it was the drive, it was the journey that we should be enjoying because there's a lot more journey than destination. The destination is a moment in time. The achievement is a moment in time. The journey is where we spend the majority of our time. Growth equals life. What, what the journey is, is all the growth that took us, all the failures we overcame, all the roadblocks we plowed through, all the speed bumps we hit and we just kept going. Every great entrepreneur knows that's what makes an entrepreneur spirit is it's like, I'm going to the mountaintop or I'm dead on the side, but I'm not stopping. That's the journey we got to enjoy. And, and by asking ourselves a simple question every week, if this were my final week, would I be proud how I lived it? And, and if the answer is no, just go back and reorganize the setup for success. Take a look and adjust the schedule because we just don't know. But let me ask you this question. If you look from now through the end of 2021 or you look at 2022 and you go, what if I just simply lived every week as my last? How much more would you step into the fear? How much less would you let the opinion or judgments of others bother you? How much more experience would you have? How much more joy would you have? How much more gratitude would you have? See, that one simple check makes us really focus on the things that matter and become outcome-driven, not task-run. We become productive, not busy. We cut through the bullshit and face whatever we're facing. We don't run from it. We don't say, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that next week. When I make this amount of money, I'll go do that. 
when I achieve this, I'll go do that. When would now be a great time? I think that's a great question for all of us. When would now be a great time? And then you just take that setup for success, you implement it into whatever schedule you use, iCalendar, Google Calendar, whatever it is. And then you look at it and you look at your schedule and you go, what do I do? What do I delegate? What needs to be deleted? Anything that doesn't matter, delete it. Anything that isn't worth your time or you don't enjoy, delegate it to somebody that enjoys it or can do it 80% as well as you. Not 100%, they'll grow to 100%. 70-80% as well as you. Because most people won't do it as well as you to begin with. Some things that you really don't like, somebody's probably going to do better right away. And then what you do is you repeat that process. But at the very end, before you repeat it, and I almost forgot step five is the most important. And I think it's important for us, if you're an entrepreneur, you're already great at this, but I think there's never been a time in human history that it's more important than right now to be sharing the vision, whether that's to your family, to your business, to your friends, because the world is more driven by fear right now than ever before. People are losing sight of vision. They're living in fear. And what we need to do is what a vision gives you is faith because it's the future Fear and faith are both about the future. The only difference is, is faith is the future directed. Fear is the future undirected. So like the good book says, without vision, Martin, people perish. But so many people are afraid to share their vision because so many people told them crazy. But I know the seven, eight, nine figure entrepreneurs that are listening to this podcast are going, no, 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 I tell everybody about my vision. They go, when are you going to tell me? When it's here, Right. It's people go, oh, I'll believe it when I see it. No, no, no. See it so often that you already believe it in your mind. Like Think and Grow Rich says, conceive, believe, achieve. We need to see it so clearly. We do a vision process once. It's like looking at it through Coke bottle glasses. We do it twice. We're now on prescription glasses. We do it three times. All of a sudden, we're to contact lenses. We do it four times. All of a sudden, we're to laser surgery. Before you know it, you do it 10, 12 times in a short span all of a sudden, you're seeing your future in HD, in 3D, in virtual reality. And then all of a sudden, we recognize it faster. We take action faster. And then we simply repeat that process. So it's a simple five-step process. And I, I come back and listen to that last five-minute rant because I know I talk fast. But it's so important. I, I, I myself, I had to solve this problem for myself. I'm, this is a great message but a completely fucked up messenger. I'm going to just tell you that I've made many mistakes on what I just shared. That's how I developed it. I, I, I was my first client. I had to solve this for me that I started enjoying more of the ride and I picked up more momentum and I started cutting through the bullshit faster because I felt good because I had the energy because my batteries were charged. My tank was full. And by doing what I'll talk about in just a minute, the four R's, I kept that energy high because we all make better decisions, have more confidence and more certainty when our energy is high. The second our energy drops, our confidence drops, our certainty drops, which affects our decision-making ability. And that's what makes every great leader a great leader, the ability to make decisions quickly and stick to them. Phenomenal. And so 
my my question or my next question for those in the audience now listening to to this and going shit this is this is you're speaking my language where can they learn more about setup for success and what it is you do and the um and the offerings that you have for them yeah we have an all new website coming out september 15th um i don't know when this this episode will launch but september 15th it'll be lukeren.com and you can go there whether it's somebody interested in a keynote a company training whether you know, I've got many ways for people to get involved, whether it's a monthly group, mastermind, or if you're a high level individual and you'd like to work together one-to-one, -one, um, that's all at lukeren.com. Uh, I have many free resources online on YouTube, Luke Ren, that's L-U-K-E-W-R-E-N. And then on Instagram, um, Luke underscore Ren, W-R-E-N. Um, because I, I just wanna put out content to help people win each and every day. And if somebody needs accountability, you know, look at the way to get involved. You know, I got options from free to $97 a month to, you know, 30 grand a year or beyond if you really want to go deep one-to-one -one with me. Amazing. So lukeren.com. And then, I, I mean, honestly, our audience is, is pretty good. I reckon if you just type in Luke and Red to anywhere, you're probably going to be on a good, you're probably going to find it, right? Google and Serial will help you find me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so at this point in the show, I, and, and Luke, I feel like we could we could speak for a, a long time. I'm finding what you're saying captivating. Certainly, we should uh, look at a, a part two, right, to this <laughs> this podcast. But I'm aware you've got a coaching client coming up, and to be um, to 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 honour the format of this show, we must now go into the second part of this show. It's a very, very exciting part. It's called the rapid fire question round. I ask the questions quickly. You can answer at your own speed. Are you up for that? I'm up for that. Let's do are it. You, are you two thumbs up, up for that? Two thumbs up, up for that. There they are. Boom. All right, then let's jump in. Question number one. If you ever had to start again, how would you make your money? I'd become an entrepreneur faster. I'd find a way. I'd, number one is find a pain in the marketplace solve the problem, add more value and create cash flow. I mean, business is just solving a problem for a large number of people. The more, the, the more people you help, the greater the paycheck. It's a measuring stick. Boom. What's the, the most common or biggest mistake leaders make? Focusing on themselves last. Um, I, 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 I look at it the times that I struggled. It's because I put everybody else in front of me. And it's like I already said, it's self first not selfish. If we have our, if we recharge our batteries, the four hours I talked about earlier, reset, reset yourself like a pit stop on a car. The car that wins the race is not the fastest car. It's the car that pits most effectively. It's the car that the, the tires start wearing and the performance drops. So they, they pit and change the tires before the tires affect the performance so that much they're in 20th instead of first. And so we need to know as we go through our day, Think about as you go through your day, set an alarm on your phone just today and see how you feel at the end of the day. Every hour, take one to two minutes to just go, what do I need to reset? How do I need to change my, my, my physiology, my focus, my language and me? What's something that I could do to reset myself before my next thing? And don't wait for your tires to be bald, your tank to be empty, or your, or your, your chassis to be out of balance to pit. Pit effectively so we can operate in high performance. Boom. Who is a great leader, whether alive or dead, and why? Nelson Mandela. I always think of Nelson Mandela because he knew what the outcome was. He was in prison for the majority of his life, and when he got out, he just thought, how do we bring people together? We need more people like that right now in this world. So 
I think what it takes to do that is truly leading from a loving space. Fear divides, love brings us together. And I would encourage everybody out there, like let's let go of the judgments of whatever's going on in the world. Let's love one another, get back to being humans. The most foundational thing is love and let's bring this world together and instead of focusing on all the problems. How do you hire top talent? Uh, you write ads, this, this is a little question. One answer to this one, ah. <laughs> you write ads that attract A players and detract C players. And I think one of the greatest things that I focus on with, with business owners right away is we get rid of the C players. I'm like, see you, C player, see you, see the door, see you later. And what I mean by a C player is somebody not showing up to do their best every day. If you're thinking about somebody should be gone, they should have been gone last week, last month, last year, because I think what holds an organization back more than anything is keeping a C player around. A players want to be measured. A players want to win. A players stay positive. A players are focused on the outcome. And I believe there's a 20, 60, 20. 20% 20 of your people are going to be A players. They're going to want to do their best every day. They're going to be getting results. 20% are going to get 80% of the result. There's a middle 60 that are B players. They want to do a good job. They need some direction. They need some coaching. They maybe haven't developed the skills yet, but then there's C players. Those on the bottom just there to have a job. If they don't know why they're doing what they're doing, see them, see the doors, see them later because weeds grow faster than flowers. Pull the weeds in your business because A players want to work in great cultures with other A players. Boom. So writing an ad to attract the A players and repel the C players, what kind of things might you include in that ad? Absolutely. I'll just give you a base example. You know, looking for a next level performer with high standards, looking to do this, this, and this, whatever your job is. And then here's, so you write an attraction. I want to get, get, get the concept here. Everybody's out there smart enough. I want the concept because concepts are constant to go, you know, what is it that this job is that attracts people, you know, looking for highly driven, hardworking, you know, burning desire to succeed, willingness to work, coachable to work for blank, go on about your company, all the attraction stuff. But here's the key point. If you are not an A player, if you do not have a burning desire to succeed, if you are not the hardest worker in the room, if you're looking for a job instead of something you're passionate about, please do not apply. You will be wasting your time. We are looking for people that want to make a difference in blank, blank, and blank. We are looking for people that have this, this, and that. And if that does not describe you, Please save your time and do not apply because you want to see that language. If, if I say that, Martin, you're going, oh, I'll apply. Burning desire, willingness to work, coachable, like being around, great high standards. So you use the language that attracts A players, but you also talk directly to a C player to tell them this is not an easy job. This is not. But if you want to be part of something special, apply, but do not apply. If you're this, this, whatever it is you don't want, tell them don't apply if you're these things because some people get scared of that and they go, well, Gosh, but what if we don't have as many people apply? The goal isn't to get as many people as apply. The goal is to get the A players to apply and the C players not to. And the higher end of the B players that are attracted to that and want to grow into an A player. Because I always tell people, some people go, oh, but I can coach that C player up. You can send a duck to Eagle School, but at the end of the week, you still got a <laughs> duck. Like, you can throw a chicken in the air. Like, you don't believe me, go to a chicken, go to a, go to a chicken coop, Throw a chicken in the air. Try and teach it to fly. That's what you're doing when you're trying to coach a C player up to an A player. You can't do it. 
if you throw a chicken in the air enough, all you're going to do is get filled with chicken shit. And I've done that too many times early on. I've seen clients do it too many times early on. So it's so important. We listen to our gut. You know, when you got an A player, you know, when you got a C player, get rid of the C's quickly, attract and detract. What's one interesting fact about you that not many people would know? One interesting fact about me that, that uh, nobody would know. I was voted most gullible in, uh, in my high school because <laughs> I was willing to try everything once. I figured experience is a quicker teacher than thought. <laughs> that's fair enough. At least you had a reason. You're like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what daily routines do you have, whether morning or evening, that have helped make you successful? They've developed uh, pretty advanced over time, so I'll keep it simple here. Number one, when I wake up, I just close my eyes and, and deep breathe, deep diaphragmatic breathing. Make sure your belly button is moving, the side of your, your abdomen is expanding, deep breathing, relaxing, and just getting grateful. I think that gives us another gear. It keeps us out of fear. It keeps us out of scarcity and in the mindset of abundance, which I think is so important for all entrepreneurs. And, uh, and then, I, then I rebound and I do what I call my foundational four. I remind myself every day who I am, Number one, who I am. Number two, what am I about? Number three, uh, what is my vision? And number four, why is that important to me? And rebuild that foundation. And then, and then I say, any other incantations or affirmations that remind me who I am, what I'm about, what, what I'm excited about, where I'm moving, where I'm going as I rebound. And then every single day I sweat. Um, I do what you'd call a Goski training. I have many other advanced things, but I, I would encourage everybody out there to go, what's your three to five to thrive? You know, every morning, regardless, I deep breathe, get grateful, rebound and do my foundational four incantations and affirmations. And that's the morning routine. And I think one that'll really speak to entrepreneurs um, and leaders is my night routine. Because how many of you have had time, hard time going to bed because your mind hasn't shut off, right? So just like we shift up in the morning, and we, we, we do that to get going in the morning. We get our workouts in or yoga or stretching or whatever you're going to do to get active to go from park to fifth gear and overdrive. At the end of the day, it's just as important, I think even more important for entrepreneurs where our minds are always spinning to go, how do we downshift the end of the night so we get quality sleep? Like that's what I'm wearing here is an aura ring tracking sleep. You know, whether you wear a whoop or an aura, there's many different things that can help us track our sleep because we measure and what we measure, we can manage and get better at. So if you're struggling in sleep, really recommend the down that you know the the downshift routine and at night it's picking a time call it your three two one when are you going to quit working when are you going to quit screen when you when are you going to quit eating working and screens and i think that if we don't eat right before bed if we don't work right before bed and we're not on a screen right before bed the research is in our favor that you're going to get a much better night's sleep and the other things i do is is journal or i'll debrief in an audio and uh, just let my thoughts out so they don't stay in my head. Whether you're going to journal it down, the greatest book to, to write is your own, our thoughts. The greatest gift we can give as our legacy is to have all those thoughts and ideas, especially you guys with it. You know, everybody listening to this is a talented entrepreneur and leader. You want to make sure that you get those thoughts, those distinctions, those ideas out of your mind and down so you don't forget them. And your children, your family can read those far beyond our years. Amazing. And uh, yeah, I think... You, yeah, you've, 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 you've hit the nail on the head many, many times there. And um, so we've got a, a dog a dog that we're dog sitting at the moment. It's, it's very excited and very, very loud. 
Um, uh, it's a bit distracting as well. Yeah, you've hit the you've hit the nail on the head, and so so many of those, and that that debrief as well. I've got a question actually on the on the audio um, the audio journaling. So so how do you uh, get that in a format? Do you get it transcribed? How do you get it in a format that you can reference back to it? Absolutely. Um, one app that I love to use is called Otter, O-T-T-E-R. Um, mm -hmm. For an entrepreneur leaders, it's a great app because what it does is it can record your voice and it transcribes it at the same time. So you've got the transcripts, you've got the audio, but then if you say um, any word we've talked about in this podcast, if I can just type that into Otter, boom, it'll highlight and bring up that point of anything you said so uh, great, great question is debriefing. And what I mean by debriefing, I'm not the fastest writer, right? My, my mouth can go faster than my hand can. So instead of on, on times where I don't have time to journal, because we all know what it's like, we've all heard, hey, make sure you journal, get your thoughts down. And I think some people, for, you know, don't journal. The people I've worked with, very talented, intelligent people, far smarter than me. And they go, oh, but I, I don't know how to journal. Here's the thing. There's no wrong way. It's just a blank book that you're writing every day. If you have a thought in there, if you want to put your numbers in there, if you want to put meeting notes in there, if you want to put your ideas in there, if you want to doodle in there, there's no wrong way. But when I don't have time or I or build a story that I don't have time to journal, it's a great way to just get your thoughts out via audio and they can be transcribed so you don't lose them. And they're always there documented now. And with, you know, Otter or any other transcription service is great because you got, you got the transcription and the audio. Amazing. What book or books changed your mindset or life? Um, number one, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, number one, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, number two, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Simple, easy read. Um, I think Think and Grow Rich is a book that uh, you you study, you don't read. I think it's something you could reread every year, if not multiple times a year, if it's your first time. How to Win Friends and Influence People. The title pretty much says it. <laughs> Uh, you know, quality, quality of relationships, quality of life, that one. And then also, um, a man's search for meaning by Mark Victor Frankel, um, because it gives us the contrast to realize our worst day is somebody else's dream that regardless of how bad of a day we're having, somebody else has it worse. And, and just giving us that contrast for appreciation and gratitude. Beautiful. What's the most exciting question you spend your time thinking about? The most exciting question I spend my time thinking about, I would say the one I'm most obsessed with right now that, that excites me and actually puts things into action is, did I live my, you know, did I give my day everything, right? Like I say on the weekly setup, you know, if this were my final week, am I proud of how I lived it? And asking that every day of going, this is my final day, am I proud how I lived it? And I think it prevents, you know, I, I used to procrastinate a lot more and I think it gets us to start living instead of putting things off. Uh, so that's why it excites me is, you know, if this were my last day, am I proud how I lived it? Is this my last week? Am I proud how I lived it? As I look out, you know, I'm spending a couple of days doing vision process um, this weekend. And it's like going, if this were my last, as I do that, when I look out a year, if that were my last year, would I be proud of it? If that were my last five years, would I be proud of it? And use that as a simple check that we make sure we're living and it's like I said earlier, if we respect death, it, we live better because we realize time isn't guaranteed. So one thing equal to all of us, and it doesn't matter how successful we get, we don't get more of it. So we want to be conscious and intentional in how we spend it. Otherwise, it's too easy for all of us 
I mean, everybody out there knows what it's like. You can become engrossed in your work and your passion and be like, man, I forgot about my hobbies. I forgot to have fun. I forgot to have some downtime. I forgot to get together with my girlfriends, my boyfriends, whatever it is, and, 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 and take some time for you along the way. Find that rhythm of all those things that works for you. Beautiful. What advice would you give your younger self? Meditate more. I wish somebody would have hit me over the head with a frying pan at, at 18 years old, sat me down and explained the advantage of taking time to be so that our mind isn't racing because when it's clear, we follow our intuition better. And I think especially for entrepreneurs, leaders, achievers, we operate at a faster pace. Our minds are going, going, going. And when we're, I found for myself and, and, and through clients that when we're, when we're, when we're out of rhythm, that's why rhythm is so big to me. Let go of balance and find your rhythm, right? Balance just makes my blood pressure boil because it's an illusion. But if we find our rhythm, you know, and, and we really stick to that rhythm and we go, great. Okay. If I were to meditate, do some breath work, slow down, get the thoughts clear in my head and just be my intuition speaks louder instead of a whisper because as an entrepreneur, everybody knows, well, how did you figure that out? You follow your intuition and gut. There's a great book out there, Blink by Malcolm Gladwell, that talks about how that little blink, that little moment, our intuition is right 99.9% .9 of the time. Everybody can think right now of a time where your intuition was telling you something, you went against it, and it was right. Everybody can think of a time where you listened to your intuition, and it was right and, and wrong, vice versa. But it's really tough to listen to if our mind's too busy. We, it's, it's just whispering, not yelling at us. And the more quiet our mind, I, I think I would have eliminated a lot of mistakes. And boy, I've had some doozies and I'm sure I got a lot more to make, right? I always say, if you're, if you're not messing up something, you're not doing enough. Um, but but the, the thing is, is if I would have slowed down and learned to meditate at a younger age, I think my intuition would have spoke louder. And I think it allows us to make better decisions. Beautiful. What unusual or underrated food or drink should more people try out? water. That one's so simple for me because I know some of the fittest people on the planet and they struggle with water. And here's why. Um, you know, I like what, what you got going with your company with neurotropics. I think it's so important. People worry about fueling their body, but it doesn't operate without the brain. Right. So, so it's like, how can we be more alert? How can we, you know, find more things? But when you come to it, here's why I say water. The majority of people are walking around chronically hydrated. If you're slightly dehydrated, meaning to the level of thirst, your attention span drops by 10%, your productivity drops, your energy drops, nothing gets better when you're dehydrated. Your vital organs are over 90% water, your body's over 70% water. Other than breathing, it's the most essential thing to life. Beautiful. And then final question, Luke, what makes you happiest? Being present, being present. I look at the times that I've struggled and I'd say this to everybody out there, I can feel it. Um, if you look at the times where you're struggling or you're having, a, you're having a tough season, you're focused on the past or you're too worried about what you need to create in the future. And uh, the current time is a gift. That's why we call it the present. And, and uh, you know, I have a good friend that told me, you know, just, just stay where your feet are. You know, and I think sometimes we can get thinking we should be here, we should be there. And whether we're thinking about the past or the future, we, we lose the current moment and we never get that time back. 
And I think we live more consciously and more intentionally when we just focus on being present. Um, that's when I'm my happiest, you know, um, you know, playing with my daughter, going somewhere with my girlfriend, having an experience, being present with you right now in this podcast and, and focus on adding value to the audience, right? It's, it's being present in the moment, not focused on the future or the past because we can't change those. The best way to influence the, the future in a positive way is plan it out, live intentionally and be present in what's scheduled 100%. And everybody just try that this week. Take a look at when you find yourself most happy, are you present? And I think most people will find that that's tr to be true. And when I find myself struggling, I'm, I'm, I'm beating myself up for something that happened or is over, or I'm focused too much on the future instead of being present in the moment. Phenomenal. Uh, an amazing answer to cap off a, a phenomenal question and answer round. Luke, that sadly brings us to the end of the show. It might be part one of, of, of many, but sadly it brings us to the end of this show. At this point, I'd like to ask you, do you have any asks or requests of the audience listening today? I'd ask all the audience, I'd say, what hit you in this? Um, the greatest thing for me is I, I love seeing people win. What was it that really spoke to you? Feel free, reach out to me, whether you use LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, um, and, and send me a message. What really spoke to you today? And for those of you that want to go deeper and go to lucran.com or, or lwresults.com, great. But for those of you that don't, just shoot me a message on social media. Build a relationship. Um, we live in a world of connectivity. And if there's anything I can ever do to help you, please let me know. As, as Martin and I were talking before, we, we couldn't stop talking. It took 40 minutes to get started in this um, because we both just love helping and serving people. And we wanted to, to spend some time together and we got going and, and just couldn't stop. So um, I love you. I appreciate you. I want to remind everybody, although leaders and achievers and entrepreneurs can be hard on themselves, you're exactly where you need to be to get to where you want to go. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the discovery and the development of the most important person on the planet, you. Celebrate your uniqueness, your craziness, and let's keep living life to the fullest. And, you know, focus on your rhythm, not your balance. Balance is an illusion. We'll never have it. We're wired differently than most people. So find your rhythm, sing your song, and live your life. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I mean, really really brilliantly put luke it has been an energy filled podcast my my earbuds here feel like they've heated up from the energy that has come through them um and and what you've been sharing today thank you so much for sharing like really really actionable takeaways that that the audience can practice immediately thank you for sharing your wisdom your story your background uh your, your pain in your hill run and and everything else that you shared today it's been a tremendously captivating episode and uh, i'm very grateful that you've taken the time uh to share it with us Oh, thank you so much. Thank you to everybody out there. Thank you, Martin. Uh, please stay in touch and everybody out there. Let me know if I can ever serve you, but it's been a blessing. It's been an honor uh, to have me on and I look forward to next time, Martin. Thank you so much. Hey there, you incredibly good-looking human. Thanks so much for listening. If you had a good time today and would like more good times in the future, please hit that subscribe button and leave a heartwarming review. I read them all and it will go a long way to help others out there benefit from all the teachings of this show. And if you want to get in touch or otherwise learn more about me, head to martincook.co.uk or smarterdestiny.com. I really appreciate you. 
You're an incredible human. Until next time, keep crushing. <laughs>